You're listening to Built on Beavs, your weekly OSU Beavers podcast for fans and by fans. You can listen, subscribe, and share the show on your favorite podcast player and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Built on Beavs. And like the show on Facebook, just search Built on Beavs. You can also contact the VOB crew by sending an email to builtonbeavs at gmail.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Arete Woodworking. Handcrafted wood and concrete products created with excellence in mind. You can check them out at aretewoodworking.com. That's A-R-E-T-E woodworking.com. Now on to the new season of Built on Beeves with the B.O.B. crew, Zeke, Nate, and Eric. Welcome to Built on Beeves, a brand new season episode one of season three i'm eric with the bob crew we got nate we got zeke we got some new music we're back we're back yes we are hey i have to really sell these guys on this intro song we were not kidding we are coming with a relaunch we did a lot of preparation for this spent our summer we met i know we joked the last episode that we we might not meet but we did it yeah we met Granted, our last meeting was at South Paws. We didn't do too much. We probably it was more ate eating more than, than meeting, right? if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I get it. Hey, we got and we got stickers. I don't even know if people know stickers that yet. in the house. That's right. I know. We have a few out there repping them, getting our advertisement out there. They're oh. nice. I oh. got a, I got one on my water bottle. <laughs> Looks good. And the story behind this water bottle is Nate kind of just started using. It was actually my water bottle, right? I, ha- I got Correct. it as a gift, and you just. I think took it one day and then just claimed it. I think that's kind of how that went You're down. You're making it sound a little more um, like I stole it than I feel like this scenario actually went. I did I take like it, it was once. A steal. Eric's known to get things and then not use them. And he can <laughs> probably admit to that. So I think this was one of those items. I saw it in the, the count or the cabinet. Okay. And I was like, I'm thirsty. It's a big water bottle. So it like forces you to drink a lot of water, which is a good thing. Mm. Took it liked it and then i mentioned to him i was like eric is this yours like do you use this and it's kind of that like no not really but you stole it and now it's yours so i mean <laughs> yeah. i guess you might as well just keep it finders keepers right keep it hydrated so right. i've kept it and that was like oh, man. a year and a half two years ago and 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 it's going strong and if i'm gonna be honest he's using it more than i ever would thank so. you that that's just the truth. i'll take a sip so. out of it right now as we speak oh, good so so there's valid that he took it <laughs> Yeah, there's validity behind it. So, but first episode back, um, really excited to talk about a lot of football today. That's Fall right. camp has been going on. Mm-hmm. We're also going to look at um, an Oregonian article talking about the top 19 players for this 2019 season. Kind of take a look at a list of that and kind of compare and talk about it a little bit. And there's also a lot of other things going on in Beaver Athletics as well that we're going to hit at the back end of this show during what we call the rundown. So, um, guys, I don't know about you. Um, I, I love this time of year. Oh, oh me man. too. It's so I'm good to be back. so excited. It's great. And walking around on campus, I'm someone that works on campus now, and I really like it. And uh, did you guys get a chance to see the new signage? Signage. Signage? Signage <laughs> over, at, at, over at Research Stadium. Yes. And you actually were the one to get me on that because it was like, I don't know when they did it, but it felt like it happened overnight because I was just looking. I saw, oh, okay, the old old schedule's off. I was like, okay, it'll be interesting to see when they put our, our new schedule up. 
And I think you mentioned, have you drove driven by and seen that? I was like, well, no. And then I took notice. I was like, wow, that well, is nice. It's one of those things I was always waiting for them because they changed the schedule of who they're going to be playing. And right. I'm like taking a look, taking a look, and it's not happening. And then I think next thing I know, there's like construction. So, yeah, I, I think it looks great. I think it's really on par with a lot of the other facilities now yeah. over at OSU. They, I, you know what I mean? Kind of has that theme. And now they're doing work at, in front of Gill. Gill, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going I, on there. And I, I think that's part of like I would think they probably plan to have it done before football season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's part of like kind of like we relaunched a relaunch of the football season, you know? Ah, yeah. so taking our ideas. I feel that too. And I know inspired. I mean, that board, it's not like it's a huge thing necessarily, but I think that's one of the nicer renovations they've done in a while. It's just oh, looking up at that when you drive by is really, really fresh. Are you talking renovation like for any athletic facility or are you saying specifically for research stadium? It's a good point. Maybe any, but well, for sure research. You're, you're big on the gill. Them changing up their um, the video the, board, right? The, yeah, and the lighting. They did a whole... That was awesome. That I mean, was. for game experience, when you're actually there watching them play, that goes a long way. That like makes it really fun to be at. Not that it wasn't before, but that adds a whole nother level Aesthetic. to excitement. Yeah, it does. Zeke, you got a chance to check it out yourself too over there? Yes, I have. I know, like especially in Gill, um, it felt like he was an old basketball Stadium. Well, yeah, like an old high school. Yes, feel, it felt right? like high school. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're just a bunch of popcorn kernels everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Popcorn but, yeah. kernels. <laughs> hey, I'm, I I make quite the mess when I'm at games. That's for sure. So <laughs> I'm not the one cleaning it up. So, but let let's get into fall camp, guys. Um, so fall camp has been going on. Um, from what I'm kind of been hearing, a lot of positivity going on in the media. Mm-hmm. The media. Sometimes the media is not positive. But there's a lot of positivity surrounding the team right now. Um, a lot of talk of maturity going on with this team. And they're entering Jonathan Smith's second season. So, um, you know, you got a lot of veterans coming back to this team, but also a lot of new people that are going to be starting too. Yeah, I think that office is a, a good dynamic for the team to have people with that experience so they could help the younger players you know, not get in as much trouble, focus on the game, get their head right before the season starts and everything. Uh, one of the things I'm excited about is the linebacker core. Uh, I felt like linebacker is uh, something that they, you know, kind of suffered at last season. The defense in general. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, That's true. And, you know, a linebacker is to defense what your quarterback is to the offense. So it's important to have a good linebacker core if you're going to have a good defense. And it looks like we got a pretty we got some, a lot of veterans coming back and we got um some new freshmen coming in this season that I think can make a big difference when it comes to not only linebacker core but also defense. Yeah, I'm excited for these new players come in. We've had a collection of transfers, um new people added added onto the roster. I think a huge thing is going to be depth. If we can, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but it's unfortunate we heard the news of Jeremy Reichner tearing his ACL. Yeah. That, I mean, you never want to see that, especially that early on in camp. You're not, I think it was before they're even in pads. And so to like go out like that, I think he's battled injuries over his career too. So you hate it for a guy like that who 
was kind of was really excited to come out and battle. Um, that's tough. If we can avoid, hopefully, more of those, I think depth is going to go a long way with this team to have solid guys behind, so we can kind of rotate in and out. I think that's gonna that's gonna go a long way because we saw our our kind of team, our defense last year was riddled with injuries, so mm-hmm. people had to just. I think that was part of why the defense struggled because, I mean, they're out there going. There's no one to really come in and help them out. So they're having to fight and grind the, uh, for that long. And I don't care who you are. That takes that takes a lot out of it takes you. Totally. So, yeah. Well, even with a lot of the, you know, we're going to get into it later, Nate, talking about like and Zeke, the impact players coming back. Mm-hmm. A lot of the impact players that will be coming back that that article will focus on are some players that are, are coming back from injuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we also mentioned, so we are going to have some, you know, freshmen now. So they're getting their first feel of this fall camp. But we also have where you have where people transferred over and they were ineligible to play last year, too. So they were even limited there. So we're getting a lot of players kind of get into this for the first time with this coaching staff. And kind of what I've been hearing is that the practices are getting better for these players. But I guess a good question is, how does that transfer over to actually playing on game day? Because that's what's really going to matter. They can get better at practice, but it's going to be interesting to see how does this team actually perform better when it comes time to actually play a real game and that's the major question that's the truth yeah i mean yeah you can see so much in camp you can see it as you practice against your scout teams and stuff like that but you really don't know until we see them come out game time so it's going to be exciting that august 30th game against oklahoma state we'll see how they perform yeah i think also when it comes to fall camp and everything like that and um practice if the team's doing good at practice and you know wide receivers are not missing their running their routes right quarterbacks on point running backs on point defense on point that really does help carry that confidence onto the field now if you're in practice and you guys messing up plays or someone's off on the play or running a different route than the play calls for or someone running a different defensive scheme like someone's running a cover scheme when they're supposed to be a man, you know, that that carries over into the field of like I'm not confident that we could get this done because we we can't even get it done in practice, right? You know, so I, I think the better they do in practice, that confidence will transfer over into the field. And you think it would have to too, because you're going into the second season with this coaching staff. I believe all but I think it's just a secondary coach mm-hmm. that's new. So you have the same coaching staff bringing this uh, philosophy in, the plays, and everything like that. Um, naturally, I mean, we're not doing a season preview right now, but naturally you're going to think this this is going up for the program. Yeah. So um, it's really exciting. I know that there's also probably a couple different competitions going on at different, um, different positions, obviously. Um, obviously a quarterback. Um, I think naturally most people are thinking Jake Luton is going to be taking the helm, but mm-hmm. not for sure. Yeah, there I mean, obviously that's the the top conversation, you know, when you have like who's the who's the quarterback? Who's gonna start? And we haven't seen in a while on this Oregon State team a dominant quarterback coming out of camp that's 
decided like, oh, this is our guy. There's always been that kind of question. And I think we're going to see that again this year. I think earlier on in fall or, or sorry, like, yeah, even spring, we saw, I think Jake Luton had a wider margin of like, it looked like he was going to be the guy pretty set in stone almost. But Mm -hmm. from the reports I've heard and seen, Tristan Jebbia is showing up. He's improving. He's maturing. I've even seen like interviews of him and pictures. It seems like he's getting bigger. I I know he's kind of a smaller guy at first. I don't have the numbers on me now, but kind of that smaller frame. Whereas Jake Luton's, he's a tall, he's a tall guy. But both Uh, pocket passers. Yes. So it would fit Jonathan's system. I think Jebbia can run a little more, but yeah, still that in the pocket kind of guy. Um, but he's improving. I think it's how you look at it is I think you have two sides of the coin. One's like, okay, Jake Luton, give him the starting nod. He's he's a veteran. He's been at it. He's one of the older guys. He's battled injuries, but you want to see him do good. You want to see him compete. You feel for him, like not really having a many seasons where he just competed all year. He's and been in college do for it. six years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's not, rare. Not many full seasons. Right. Some say, some think, okay, well, you know, we're looking to improve this year as a team. We're, we're going on the up. We're still probably not expecting a bowl game. We're not expecting to be I'm super competitive. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke so let's let's start. Here, guy, he's got his tickets ready, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Let's start our sophomore quarterback, get him some more experience. Mm-hmm. So when we keep building, maybe into next year, he's got game time experience. He's ready. He's he's had a full year under his belt. So, I mean, we're gonna see. I I think yeah, I think Jake's gonna probably get it. But and I, I mean, and I think starting off the season, he should. Because yeah. he, he has that experience and you don't want he has six years of that experience that you're gonna need to open up that new season. And if you could get the younger guy in a few rotations when he needs a break, all the more better. And I will say I I want to see Jake get a full year to see what he's mm-hmm. really capable of. Because we've gotten flashes of it. He just hasn't been healthy enough, unfortunately, to get a big tell of what he could be, but when he's healthy and throwing, man, watching the ball come out of his hand is a sight to see. Yeah. Well, I also think that's where a lot of the O-line comes into play as well. That's true. Of protecting the quarterback. And I think this is going to be a big fall camp for that O-line. And also, I'm going to throw him out there, Jamar Jefferson increasing his game in the pass blocking because that's going to be really important. Now, we're not going for player for player yet, but we're going to yeah, hit that up yeah. because – um, that's going to be really important to help out whoever's going to be this quarterback. So they have time to do what they got to do. So um, I, I want to also bring up, there appears to be now a competition at kicker. So okay. shoe care, I believe probably doesn't have the job guaranteed. I know we have a transfer that came in. So be interesting to see what's going to happen at the kicking position. Um, Cause that is an area where I think the Beavers do want to improve upon. Yeah. And um, I'm all, I'm, Cheering for shoe care, uh, but it, it, the the fact is, it is an area that the Beavers are hoping right. to improve upon. So, and you want to see that that go well because shoe care, I think, in the previous seasons hasn't had, I would say, a lot of competition behind them, which can kind of keep you safe as a kicker. You're not too worried. But I even saw interviews of him saying, like, "Yeah, now I have competition behind me." And I like talking about how he loves it. He he thrives under it. It's going to push him become to become better. I know we've gotten 
couple walk-ons, kickers. We have a transfer from Pitt. So, yeah, that's going to push all those guys to to keep improving. That's I'm really excited about that, too. Like, the field goal kicking of this team, that's what I would love to see improve. Like, having guys come out 40-yarders and just being confident, like, that's oh, right. this is this is going in. We're getting three points. It's the difference between wins and losses and momentum for that's the team. True. So, that's true. Um, well, let's go ahead. We're going to take a timeout. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the Oregonian article of the top 19 players for 2019. We're going to diagnose it. We're going to talk about it, give our thoughts on it. Uh, we will be back after this short break. This next segment is brought to you by Michael Nolan Design, the creator of Built on Beeves logo. You can check him out on Instagram at Michael Nolan Design. So I want to talk about this Oregonian article, um, top players for the 2019 season. As the Oregonian would say, it's uh, 19 for 19. All right. So pretty go. clever. There's some smart. smart people working over there. I did thought 19 top players sounded odd. Yeah, first. Yeah, I know. It makes sense now that you know. You know but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't do 2019 players. <laughs> It'd be a long list, and they don't have that many players. So, yeah. oh yeah, right oh yeah, good one. Um, but I want to let's go down the list. Nate's gonna read us this list, and we're gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um. I, I think this is a great piece of work from the Oregonian to do this. A lot of information on these players. And Nate, why don't you give us the list? Give us the, the breakdown. Yeah. So I know you guys probably usually want to go 19 to 1, but I'm going to switch it up and go from number one. Start where from the top, who's the number one player or the the one we're excited about the most, however you want to think that. We got number one, your boy Jake Luton. All right. QB. Number two, Jermar Jefferson, running back. We got number three, Jordan Whitley, followed by Isaiah Hodgins. Number five, Hamilka Rashid Jr. Number six, Avery Roberts. Number seven, Josiah Irish. Number eight, Noah Togiai. Number nine, Jalen Moore. Number 10, Blake Brandell. Blake Brandell, excuse me. Number 11, Brandon Kipper. Number 12, Artavis Pierce. Number 13, Tristan Jebbia. Number 14, Gus Lavaca. Number 15, Trayvon Bradford. Number 16, David Morris. Number 17, Isaiah Dunn. Number 18, Tajon Lindsay. And number 19, Elu Adon. All right. All right, let's get this man some water. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, it's quite that was the tough. list. It's it harder is. than you think. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, I, I, I know it is. Yeah, 19 players is a lot. And it's not like their names are the easiest to pronounce. And honestly, for the casual Beaver fan, you would think, are there that many impact players? Sometimes you don't think about it because you really just know the studs probably near the top of this list. True. So um, I think this this provides a breakdown of a lot of the other players that maybe not the casual Beaver fan is really mm-hmm. thinking about or talking about yeah. uh, that can make an impact. So let's start with number one. Let's go to Jake number Luton. one, Jake Luton. We've kind of talked about him briefly, obviously, mm-hmm. on this episode, but let's get a little more into him. He's coming in. We've talked about six years, so redshirt senior. Mm-hmm. He's been around the block. Quarterback, he's a big boy, 6'7", 230. 
Um, he got to OSU as a part of Gary Anderson's class, 2017. And obviously we've seen him. He's had some injuries throughout his time here. His career numbers at OSU, only 12 games, nine starts, 223 of 359 passes for 2,513 yards and four touchdowns. Like we said, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring come 2019. Hopefully see him maybe full season coming in. Um, he comes here. This is his third college he's played at. So yeah. he's got experience in different levels, different states, different colleges. He started in Idaho in 2014, played eight games in 2015 before transferring to Ventura College where he threw for 3,551 yards and 40 touchdowns in 2016. Wow. Those are some nice numbers. It is. You know, it's funny. I thought he had more than four touchdowns for us. You. I just, I just felt like I seen him throw 14, 14. Okay. Okay. So definitely more than four. You are correct. I, I heard four. Possibly had that in their Colorado win last year. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's a true. good, that's a good point. He gave us pack 12 win that we haven't seen in a few years. Mm-hmm. So, and a big comeback, an exciting game. And so we know he can bring this team back. We've seen it. He threw great in that game. I mean, he was on the money. Listen, I, I've been a fan of this guy. I was waiting for him to get a shot the first time I saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we we can just go by uh, physical attributes of what we think of a quarterback, and I think I got a lot of that with Jake Luton. The one thing that I always have thought with him is that the guy has a cannon. He just needs to figure out how to use it. And I think they, they, there's been accuracy issues with him in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of interested of now maybe working with Jonathan Smith seeing kind of how that might get um, zoned in on a little bit. So I'm excited about him. And I honestly, I think he should probably get the start coming right. out of this camp. I agree. Um, but I think his leash is short. So I, I, I think you give it a couple games. If you're not seeing much, I think you're going to yeah. see a change. Something I'm excited about with him too is I've heard commented, we're going to, I think they're going to stretch out the long game, that long pass. They're going to try to work with that a little more because as of late, Oregon State's been a run and short pass, and that's Mm -hmm. what to expect. And the defense knows you're getting one of those two. Don't expect the deep ball, and it kind of limits their offense because you don't factor in the deep ball. And that for defense, I mean, that gives them a big advantage. It does. And so I'm excited to maybe see them even stretch that part of the game with Jake yeah. Luton this year. I think Luton could do the deep ball well. Um, I think it's all dependent on the O-line, really, um, mm-hmm. giving him enough time to get those balls out deep. Um, and he also, I think, when he's 100% healthy, he's totally different than if he's hurt. He He's decent when he's hurt, but he's great when he's healthy. Yeah. And I think his confidence is going to improve this year, too, and having – Trust in himself, trust in his body. It's going to, that'll go a long way with the player. And hopefully we'll see that within this year. Yeah, let's, let's move on to number two. Number two, Jamar Jefferson. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, if I was making the list, I'll just say right now, I think he'd probably be my number one. Number one, yeah. Um, sensational first year, no doubt about it. I mean, and he didn't start the whole year, too. So, no, well, yeah, who knows? We, who knows when we would have seen him. Um, had the opportunity not come up with Artavis getting hurt. You yeah. Know? Not, and it's not the best reason to get out there. But, man, this guy came out big time last year as a true freshman, rushing for 1,380 yards. Um, 
One of the bigger highlights, 254 yards against Arizona State, 238 against Southern Utah, and four touchdowns each in each games against Washington State and Southern Utah. So he is coming into his sophomore year feeling it. And let's not take lightly, guys, that this is an 18-year-old kid coming mm-hmm. in his first year of college and destroying Pac-12 people. play. In Pac-12 play, Power 5 conference. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to just kind of be like, oh, yeah, great. He did a great year. But if you really think about that, man, I'm 26. If I went in there, I'd be like freaking out. But this this young guy coming in and confidence and just running all over the place. Yeah. And, and the great thing about that, I think, is the fact that he has nowhere to go but up from here. He, yeah. he could build on it. And Artavis Pierce is a great running back as well. I mean, what he did against Ohio State – I mean, he broke some records against them that they hadn't seen against them in a while. I think he read two plus 60 yards on Ohio State, the Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, make sure to put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, I I would say, I said it earlier, the the one part of this game that we're hoping to uh, see an improvement on is some pass protection. And now uh, these, you know, a lot of the Pac-12 play is going to see some of these teams have already seen him last year. So there is going to, it, it's going to be, we're going to see if it's a sophomore slump or if it is going to be, um, you know, an increase in productivity. I think and my hopes are hard for him. My hopes are too, but keep in mind, now he's going to be splitting a little more time. This is a strong so, class running backs. Like mm-hmm. one of the best backfields, especially in the Pac 12, if not even the country. Like people are talking about this team and their running backs. So, I mean, obviously, you don't want to have injuries or anything like that. I mean, it was a hurt to see Artavis Pierce go out, but then next guy comes in, and even in games, just giving him a break, mm-hmm. give him some plays out, come back in fresh. We're going to see big, big things, I think. Let's go to number three. All right, number three is Jordan Whitley. He, this is actually his first year of playing yeah. um, for OSU. He was a transfer from um, a junior college, and he uh, signed last December. He's a redshirt senior defensive lineman, 6'2", 338, so a big boy. Yeah. Um, in When he played for Laney College in o- Oakland, um, he had 14.5 tackles for loss and 5.5 sacks in 13 games. So, um, obviously not a lot of information on him when it comes to NCAA play as far as uh, D1 goes, but – I think he has a nice size, and I think from what they've seen at camp, he looks like he could be a difference maker on the defensive line. There's a lot of promise for this guy coming yeah. in. You're hearing good things about him. Just even his attitude coming in, like acknowledging I, – I heard he's like – he says what's on his mind, but in a way that like pumps the people up around him, and that's what you need on this team. You need a guy like that to come in, kind of spark life into this defense, mm-hmm. especially the D-line. I want to see that that go. It'll be interesting to see that he's trimmed down, I believe, from last season. So he's 380 to 335 now. So it's going to be interesting to see what what that dynamic is like for him. Um, And now playing at a D1 level, um, obviously the Oregonian has thought really highly of him to put him all the way up at number three. That's true. And personally, I'm a little surprised since he hasn't played any D1 ball yet, but there's obviously got to be a lot of potential in him. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what his uh, trajectory looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to number four. We got Isaiah Hodgins. Here's another one of those players that 
brings a lot of excitement to this year. He's a tall guy, a tall receiver, 6'4". He can get up there. Mm-hmm. He's a junior, um, one of the higher recruits we've had in a while that coming out as a four-star. He's a leading receiver last year with 59 catches for 876 yards and five touchdowns. Um, and so there's going to be good things. His career numbers are 15 starts, 90 receptions, 1151 yards and seven touchdowns. I think this year is going to be a breakout for him. I, I think don't think so we've too. seen his full potential. And even to that, we've seen a lot of good things. We so have. what's going to happen when we get to actually see this offense click? I think with a healthy Jake Luton throwing to Isaiah, that's going to be a duo that we're going to hear a lot of things about. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited about the season. I mean, we got a great running back core. I think we get with Isaiah Hodgins and Jake Lucan Luden coming back. I think it's going to be awesome to see them on the field together offensively. Yeah, and Hodgins is a guy I know Nate's been high on for years, mm-hmm. and um, really getting excited. There's clearly chemistry between him and Luton, so I think even mm-hmm. more so why you want Luton probably mm-hmm. in that starting role because of the chemistry that they already have. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, number five, Rashad Junior, six four, two thirty six, red shirt. Junior outside linebacker, uh, another uh, recruit from the Gary Anderson class. Okay, um, and I believe our uh, well, I guess our second defensive player on the list is that correct? Yeah, correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Yep. Okay, there we go. Good. So outside linebacker Zeke, we know the linebacker is important. You brought very it up important. Early. So, um, be interesting to see. Um, what he has going on for him this year. Uh, career numbers for him, 24 games, 10 starts, 58 tackles, 11.5 for a loss, 2.5 sacks. Um, that is uh, some numbers that I want to see increase, especially on that sack side. So hoping to see that. Okay. And coming at number six, another defensive player, Avery Roberts. Mm-hmm. He transferred from Nebraska last September. He didn't play last year, obviously, because of the transfer rule. Coming in at six one two thirty, a red shirt sophomore inside a linebacker. Again, adding to that linebacker core, I, I think. And going back to, I believe what you said earlier, Nate is, you know, we even had a lot of transfers that weren't able to play last year, and I think that's going to make a big difference come this year when it comes to that defensive side of the ball, and we're going to see more depth at defense at linebacker. So, and I think even. If like certain people are prone to injury and whatnot, having that depth is going to be helpful, and hopefully we can see that chainsaw coming out a little bit more. Mm, yeah, I'd awesome. love to hear that thing going. Yeah, yeah. This is another guy I'm pretty excited about hearing a lot of good things coming out of camp. Um, big, strong guy. Um, it's going to be fun to see what he brings to this defense, and yeah, get those turnovers rolling. All right, let's go to number seven, Josiah Irish. So this guy, he's a redshirt freshman, part of Jonathan Smith's first 2018 signing class. Um, he's a wide receiver, 5'11", 172. Not not a huge guy, but but he's athletic. Um, so he redshirted this last year, but he got to play in four games. He caught two passes for 23 yards. He's one of those guys that we haven't seen a ton of play yet but there is a lot a lot of hype about this guy with his athleticism he's going to be a difference maker with his speed super fast he it says fastest player on the beavers so nice it's going to be cool to see that speed show off i think it's going to be a good year for him to i mean these receivers on this team too we talk about the running backs but 
these receivers are right there behind him, and it's going to be fun to see what he does this year as we get to see the first signs of him. So looking forward to that. Again, another player on this list that you um, that are gonna, that's going to get their feet a little more wet, hasn't had a lot of opportunity yet, mm-hmm. and um, the upside is there for this guy. So And let's, let's be honest, this is a pretty competitive receiving core. So... Um, it's going to be interesting to see whoever's starting, whoever's starting for this team at QB, who they're going to have that chemistry with, who's mm-hmm. going to get those balls their way. So the upside is clearly there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Number eight. That's right. Number eight, Noah Togiai, 6'4", 241, the red shirt senior tight end. Uh, he has been here for as long as I've honestly been a beaver fan so i he is just a staple when i think of oregon state beavers football Mm -hmm. for me um but has kind of had a tough preseason camp because of an injury so um and played and started in nine games last year so he's a guy that if healthy i think that's really going to make the difference of what his potential is going to be for this team and i i think this is a team where you want to see the tight ends more involved Mm -hmm. and so Looking forward to seeing if he can have a healthy season and what he can do and what will probably be his last season. Yeah. yeah. And let's move on to number nine, Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore comes in at six feet, 215, nice and lean. <laughs> he's a registered senior safety. So that's that's a good size for a safety. Yeah. Um, and he's part of Gary Anderson, 2014 signing class. So he's his uh, career numbers are 34 games with 28 starts, 196 tackles, Eight pass deflections, two fumble recoveries, but no interceptions. So let's see if we can get him an interception this year. Yes, sir. Number 10, we got Blake Brandell. So he's a redshirt senior offensive tackle, 6'7", 303, part of Gary Anderson's 2015 signing class. He is one of the more experienced Oregon State players, even Pac-12 players. Um, started all 12 games last year. Um, he has 36 total starts. And he has not missed a start in three seasons. So that's going to be good for this O-line, this veteran guy coming in, a leader on the team. Um, It'll be fun to see him lead these newer guys on the O-line too. And hopefully we get to see big things from these guys. So looking forward to what he's going to do. Number 11, Brandon Kipper, 6'6", 281, redshirt sophomore, uh, offensive tackle. So he transferred here from Hawaii. Um, so he's a part of Jonathan Smith's first signing class nice. in 2018. Um, that is an area where we wanted to see a little more improvement. So looks like Jonathan Smith has his guy on this roster. So it'll be interesting to see how this fall camp goes for him and what he can bring to the table for this team and yeah. an O-line that needs it. I agree. Uh, at number 12, we have Artavis Pierce. I am a big-time Artavis Pierce fan. He's a senior running back. Um, he kind of struggled with some injury last year, but his career numbers are 32 games, five stars, with 166 carries for 146 yards, five touchdowns, 51 reception for 409 yards. So I think one of the biggest differences between Jamar and uh, Artavis is that he's a good um, not only running running back, but also uh, passing running back as mm-hmm. well. So I believe having both him and Jamar in the, in the backfield is uh, like gives our backfield a plus. Yeah, and I think you could even put them higher on this list because I I, I, yeah. I wonder if they're going to be splitting carries, splitting the work. 
Uh, you got two talented running backs on this team. Yeah, I tell you, this is going to be a duo to watch, and I think we're going to see big numbers from these guys that are even the nation's going to see. And yes. so that's going to be fun. Um, number 13, we're going to Tristan Jebbia. And so he's obviously our redshirt sophomore quarterback, transferred from Nebraska in 2018. Um, here's a guy who has not yet even played or thrown a pass in college. So that's the one thing there. And I know there's a lot of high hopes. We've been talking, competing against Jake Luton. We haven't been able to see much stuff happen because he's not playing the college games. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll get to see a little bit this year in some kind of role. Um, but good things, I think, in the future are in store for this guy. Number 14, Gus Lavaca, 6'4", 358, senior offensive left guard. Also originally from Hawaii, but a part of the Gary Anderson class. Uh, so he's one of four offensive linemen to play all 12 games last season. So he's definitely coming in with some experience, which is good. Um, however, it is an area that of that we've it's been diagnosed. Everyone's talked about it. It's been an area of weakness, but we'll see um, coming into his second year under Jonathan Smith um, what improvements can be made and what happens there. And I'm, I'm hoping that the whole line is the biggest improvement for the team. I think that could carry the team to the next level when it comes offensively. Um, with that being said, we're going number 15 with Trayvon Bradford. He is a senior receiver standing at six foot with 181. He's part of Gary Anderson's um, squad as well. And his career numbers are 30 games with 13 starts, 72 receptions for 913 yards, seven touchdowns, and 14 rushes for 176 yards. Again, adding on to uh, Jake Luton and Isaiah Hodgins, I think he, with his, with Trayvon Baffert's experience at that receiver position, is going to be monumental coming into this new season in that receiver core. Mm hmm. Yeah, he adds to it for sure. I mean, they're they're loaded up. Yeah. Number 16, we got David Morris, 6'3", 210. He's a redshirt sophomore safety, part of Gary Anderson's 2017 signing class. Unfortunately, he's been plagued with a lot of injuries, so he missed the first 10 games of last year, only played the final two games on special teams. He had a really good true freshman year when he had 76 tackles, um, but unfortunately, last couple – 18 months he's suffered some foot injuries but i mean coming in healthy he and jalen moore make this good solid safety tandem who hopefully we'll see big numbers from them too like we talk about those turnovers i think watch watch out for this guy this year and see what what he can do as a healthy player i think we're gonna see a lot of good things from this guy as well i agree number 17 isaiah dunn six foot 183 uh, junior cornerback signed also part of Gary Anderson's 2017 recruiting recruiting class. Um, another player that's been plagued by injuries um, and his career numbers, no interceptions, has played 14 games, has had 10 starts, 60 tackles, seven pass breakups. Um, this is a player that Oregon State's going to want to have for all 12 games. Um, I think it's the first cornerback even listed um, on this entire list. So, um, really want to see what this guy can do if healthy. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number 18 is Ty John Lindsay. He is a transfer from Nebraska from last year. Again, due to the transfer, he couldn't play last year. So he stands in at five, nine, one He's a red shirt sophomore receiver and his career numbers all in Nebraska are 16 games, one start, 16 catches, 98 yards. 
he hasn't had a lot of experience in D1 play, but I think uh, with his red, well, with his transfer year sitting out, and this year I think there's nothing but potential. So I like to see yeah. what he could do and being added to his receiver core. Yeah, another name with some promise being thrown around for sure. Um, to end the list at number 19, we have Elu Adon. So he's a senior defensive lineman sitting at 6'3", 365. Signed as a part of Gary Anderson's 2015 class. Um, he played in 11, ga- 11, 11, <laughs> 11 games in 2018. Made 37 tackles, four and a half for loss and half for a sack. Um, he's the biggest player on Oregon State's roster, which, you know, if he can stay in shape, something they're saying, but he commands a lot of times double teams for linemen. So it kind of opens up room for the other linemen to get through. So just his big presence, I think is going to do a lot for this line. If we can see him stay in shape, stay healthy, he's got Jordan Whitley next to him. And so I think he's going to perform even at a higher level this year than we've seen. And so look forward to watch him stay in shape, stay healthy and do big things this year for that defense. I agree. What's amazing is the amount of players on that list that are coming from Gary Anderson. So you're still seeing um, Gary Anderson's people on this team. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty interesting because I, I think I think that's Jonathan Smith honoring them and these players wanting to stay here as well. Um, I mean, this team's been through a lot of hard stuff over the last couple of years, so yeah. it feels like there's finally yeah. some stability. I know a big thing they're talking about as those seniors kind of they'll they admit they acknowledge that man that yeah their careers haven't seen much success but a lot of them are going to do their part they're wanting to be a part of this culture change because I think you have to look at that as a senior in this class is okay say we don't even go to a bowl game this year maybe mm-hmm. obviously we want we that will. but we will go to a bowl but game. say they don't but they're part of it like we can look back this year and say oh 2019 was when that culture shifted and from then they boomed they took off and now Oregon State's a national dominant team I think that's a success for these guys and one they're going to be able to look back with and say man I was a part of that and yeah my whole season we didn't have the wins we were looking for but I helped change the culture of that team and and you would hope some of that culture shift already started last year as well so it's going to be hopefully a continuation of that and going in that direction and like we talked about you know coming out of this fall camp the the word from the media is that's been a pretty positive camp so you know it's a it's a commitment to do what they're doing because it, it's probably hasn't been the easiest thing to go through i agree and, on that and i think i know we have the talent i know we have the ability to win games uh, it's just been our delivery and hopefully with the 2019 season we can come with that delivery so check out the article uh, from the Oregonian Oregon State football top 19 players for 2019 we're going to take another quick break we're going to finish things up with the rundown go over some other things going on in Beaver Athletics This next segment is brought to you by Impact Real Estate. That is M-P-A-C-T Real Estate. If you are looking for your first home or you're looking for another home, give them a call at 541-231-2157 with any questions you may have. Welcome back to Built on Beeves. 
a new segment for us, everybody. We are calling it the rundown. rundown. The rundown. I mean, we hey, we love talking football, right? That's right. We love talking. But, oh, that's true. No doubt about it. Oh, but it. it is there is more stuff going on, everybody. That's here right. Beaver Athletics. So this is the rundown. We're gonna go over some other things happening in Beaver Athletics. Some other headlines going on. Zeke, get us started. Yeah, I'm gonna get us started with volleyball. The volleyball season is starting back up very soon. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our volleyball season probably wasn't too great last year, so let's hope for a better one this year. We only had 11 wins, and we only had one win at home. But I believe in the Beaver volleyball team, so let's get it done. You're a Beaver believer. Is I what am I'm a getting Beaver here. believer. I love I love watching volleyball. Me too. I mean, even if yeah, the wins aren't what we're looking for, but it's still fun to watch them play. They're competitors. It's going to be fun to watch them again this Have year. Have you ever had a volleyball spike by them come towards your face? It is scary. Hey, I used to work volleyball games. I know. It is scary. I'm still a little... I, I still want to catch one of those, you know, when they their names get announced in the beginning and they throw out the souvenir, like, volleyballs and stuff. Yeah. I'm waiting for one of those. I, my favorite part is the dig. You guys know what the dig is? Oh, I know the dig. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not I'm a dance. Digging, I'm digging the dig. I'm digging the dig. I think Nate's trying to do the dig. Well, dance. Well, <laughs> yeah, new dance going viral. Um, women's soccer. Did you guys know that the other football starts the 18th of August? The football. Football. Yeah, you, yeah. OSU, and they're playing the entire country of British Columbia. I have it, no you, idea you if mean that's true. The province. The, province. Is that the correct way of saying it? Yes, it is. The country is Canada. British Columbia is a province of Canada. It's like a their state. Oh, okay. Yep. See, you know, I have a master's degree, but I don't know that kind of stuff. <laughs> but women's soccer, getting back at it, starting this Sunday, the 18th, 1 p.m. at home against British Columbia. Um, obviously, they went through a lot of changes. New head coach this year. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens there. little new culture. So... If you guys are free, I actually think I'm actually thinking about going to the game. Nice. So. Okay. Um, I know women's basketball is a winter sport, but we had the Pan American Games going on in which a couple players from OSU and alum played in. We had Michaela Pivik and Allie Gibson both earned medals in the games. So we had Pivik obviously with USA, they won silver. Gibson played with Puerto Rico and they took bronze. Wow. Pivik says in response to the experience she had, it's been a great experience, great ride. Taught me a lot of great lessons she'll get to use going into the season. Thankful for the opportunity, which I could wish I could have gotten gold, but excited for what's next. I, I think so, that speaks volumes to the the type of players we have on the women's basketball team. We have quality, mm-hmm. quality talent. Yeah, Pivik started all five games for USA. She averaged 4.3 points and four rebounds. Um, then we had Gibson, who was with Puerto Rico. They finished third. They took down Colombia. Um, she averaged, let's see her numbers. Well, she finished with 10 points that game. Um, f- her response to the experience was, this feels amazing. I'm so excited we were able to clinch the victory tonight. I think our defense was key to this game. We knew they were going to keep battling, but I'm glad we were able to pull it out. She averaged 7.4 points and 4.2 rebounds over the five games. 
And you had Jamie Weisner. Scott is her last name. She's been married. And Ruth Hamlin. They finished sixth as part of the Canadian team. Scott averaged 11 points, 5.3 rebounds. And let's see, Hamlin averaged 8.1 points and nine rebounds. A lot of Beaver representation there. That a lot. Is. Which, which just goes to show how far we go to recruit. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, hey, that yeah. women's basketball program, I think we, we could say is definitely a top-tier program in the country. So, Agreed. no keep, doubt about it's it. It's still growing, too. So, it's going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. Let's go to the next rundown. Which is which is totally Zeke, and he and he is looking like a deer in the headlights. I'm a headlight and a deer. If only you could see his face right now. It's okay. We'll help it's him fine. out. Yeah, we'll we'll help it out. So Berg, softball coach, named a finalist for the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame. Okay, class of 2019. Nice. And guess what? Both of you. I'm talking to both of you. Okay. Yes, you can vote. You can vote for her to get in that. Where do we thing. vote? You can go to osubeavers.com, the official oh, well, athletic website. So, really yeah. cool. Uh, so, she is one of 15 Olympians chosen as a finalist. So, there we go. That's right, let's let's get some beaver representation. All our listeners out there, let's go to that website and give us some upvotes. Yeah, I like it. And also... I don't know if you guys knew about this. Jade Carey, future beaver. Not related to Jim Carey. No. Actually, <laughs> I, can't Mar- gu- I can't guarantee that. Or Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember there was this old celebrity death batch. Do you guys remember that show off MTV? Yes, no. I do. Okay. Nate wasn't allowed to watch MTV. So. Yeah. I'm young, I wasn't I'm even younger I than snuck and watched it. They had an episode of Jim Carey versus Mariah Carey. <laughs> I think Mariah Carey won because she was singing and Jim Carrey's head explodes. Anyway, oh, yeah. J- yeah. Jade Carey earned a medal, a pair of silver medals at the U.S. Championships um, recently in Kansas City. So future beaver, gymnast, um, doing it on the vault, bars, beam, floor. Um, so that's exciting. So we're seeing a lot of beavers do things outside of just like D1 athletics right now. Yeah. Beaver Nation, man. Repping it strong. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I like it. Totally repping it strong. So, um, fellas, it was fun. Season opener. Season opener. Season yeah. opener. That was a good one. It was pretty. We, we had it's a lot fun of fun. Being back. want to thank you guys for listening to us, to Bill Don Beeves. Um, for Nate, for Zeke, I'm Eric. Thanks for listening. We are Built on Beeves.